0: It's Tuesday, November 27, 2012. We haven't done as much as we need to.
1: Another round of U.N. climate talks begins in Doha, Qatar.
0: Now, once the feedback starts, it's irreversible. It'll also persist for centuries.
1: New study warns that permafrost is melting. Plus... Alec mobilizes to kill clean energy.
0: All of that and more straight ahead from BradBlog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. At Doha, here, we'll sketch out the next steps in a process for developing this new agreement. Yeah, sure you will. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Des, the burning question as the U.N. Climate Conference gets underway in Doha, is the country pronounced Cutter, Guitar, Gutter? K- well, what pe- is it?
1: People from the area tend to range between Qatar and Qatar, so I go with Cutter.
0: Why does Fox News call it gutter?
1: Because that's actually more closely accurate to the Arabic pronunciation.
0: And Fox News is known for its accuracy. What do you have for us today? <laughs>
1: well, first, the U.S. domestic clean energy industry is under attack at the state level. The Washington Post reports that the Heartland Institute, a libertarian think tank skeptical of climate change, has joined with the right-wing American Legislative Exchange Council, now, Known as ALEC for short. They're getting together to write model legislation to repeal state laws requiring utilities to get a portion of their energy from renewable sources. 29 states have legally binding renewable energy standards. Those boost incentives for clean energy from non-polluting sources. ALEC and the Heartland Institute both receive funding from the fossil fuel industry and have come under heavy criticism for their efforts in recent years to undermine environmental legislation at the state and federal
0: level. Wasn't the Heartland Institute the one that was working? working to change children's textbooks to include climate change denialism?
1: Yes, they were, and they were also the ones earlier this year who put up those climate denier billboards that likened people who understand climate change science as equivalent to Charles Manson and Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber.
0: Yes, I recall that as well.
1: The next round of United Nations climate talks are now underway in Doha, Qatar. Here and in the future, governments must stick to the tasks and timetables that are necessary for an adequate response to climate change. For the next two weeks, delegates from the UN's 193 member countries will push through the next phase of negotiations for an international climate treaty to reduce emissions of heat-trapping greenhouse gases that cause global warming. That treaty would take effect in 2020. Again, as in previous years, the primary divide at the conference is between developed and developing countries. Who will go first in cutting emissions? And by how much? Rich already developed. ...developed countries have benefited historically from their past emissions. Developing economic powerhouses like China and India are reluctant to slow their growth, and the poorest countries are struggling to lift their citizens out of deep poverty. The irony, of course, is lost on no one that Qatar is the first member of OPEC to host the annual climate talks. U.S. Envoy Jonathan Pershing reiterated the United States' position that any new agreement must include all nations. Citing the political climate in the U.S., He has resisted pressure from developing countries at the conference to commit the U.S. to steeper cuts than those already announced by President Obama.
0: I do not anticipate that the United States will, in the pre-2020 timeframe, modify the commitment that we have made in the political context for something approaching, in the context of legislation, 17% below 2005 levels by the year 2020. You know, Des, we cover these UN conferences every year. Is there any indication that they are any closer to an actual agreement that could actually be signed here in the United States?
1: Well, what tends to happen at these conferences is they wait to the last minute to make actual progress. This treaty deadline isn't until 2015, so there might not be any visible progress until then. As a backdrop to the conference, grim conclusions in two new reports released in conjunction with the negotiations. The first report calculates that current worldwide emissions mean that current cuts pledged by member nations will not be enough to meet the agreed upon limit of global temperatures rising no more than 2 degrees Celsius. The report says the world is on the path to see a 4 degree Celsius temperature rise in coming decades. And the second, more disturbing study indicates that permafrost, the frozen ground that stores massive amounts of greenhouse gases, has already begun melting due to rising temperatures, says lead author Kevin Schaefer of the U.S. National Snow and Ice Data Center. Now, the available projections of future climates don't include the permafrost emissions and don't account for the permafrost carbon feedback. If these projections had included the permafrost carbon feedback, all those temperatures would be shifted upward, which means that any emissions targets that you based on available projections might be too low.
0: So all of the startling scientific reports from the U.N. up till now predicting global warming have not included the warming that would be caused by the melting permafrost?
1: Right. They did not have the data at the time. Now they do.
0: So it could be worse than even they think. Exactly. Wow. For all of that and more, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. And remember, you can download us anytime via iTunes. Listen to us on your mobile device via Stitcher Radio. Find us and like us, please, on the Facebook and follow us 24-7 on the Twitters at Green News Report. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report.